now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperFlex.com. BWB, what's up? Hello, this Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. Welcome to the March 16th edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on? But first, happy Austin 316 Stone Cold Day. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm not drinking no Coors, no Coors but yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, Coors, Keystone, whatever other type of bad beer you know you want to celebrate with, that Keystone Light. Bruh, the way you said that, like, you might as well, you, Keystone, is you, what's next, Natty Light? Natty Light, yep, Ice House, woo, I remember one time, uh, I had an Ice House once at my aunt's house, and bro, I fell asleep on the couch, like, I had one, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, man, what, I mean, what else, what's the, Steel what's the, 11. Uh, the Milwaukee beer, Look, Milwaukee's that, Best, is that what it's called? Yes, yep, that Steel, that Steel Reserve 211. Hurricane, high gravity, whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yes, with all, all, all the all the bum beers, you know. All the jug beers. Yep. Hurricane, high gravity out there, extra hops for you boys. Oh, so man. if y'all want to celebrate Stone Cold, make sure y'all uh, clang two beers together and let all the beer fall down your chest and catch some of it. You know, that's all you got to do. No, that's that needs to be a challenge, like Stone Cold challenge. That shit needs to go viral. Like someone, <laughs> someone do that and do it on Instagram. <laughs> you want to know, honestly? The, like one of the greatest celebrations in championship history was when uh, Kevin Love, after the Cavs won the finals, he had the Stone Cold smoking uh, skull belt. Yes. And he he had Coors lights and was actually doing the whole Stone Cold thing. And I thought to myself, how in the hell has and all, all the people that have won championships, how is he the first person that I've seen think of this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, maybe it's because of the age. I'm not sure. But uh, we got a we got a loaded show here for you today. A lot to talk about. Um, first, I want to get to some of the big news, and then we're going to go into covering our Raw and SmackDown. Um, it was reported um, that from Dave Meltzer, the WrestleMania 34 main event is set in, written in pencil right now. And it is going to be the beast, Brock Lesnar, against, you know it, Roman Reigns, the big dog, him. The guy. The guy. James, I heard this shit this morning. I listened to Mel's podcast at 7 a.m. this morning. I was getting ready for work. Um, as soon as he said that, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, did you have the same reaction or like, what, you know, what, what are your feelings on this, this proposed main event? My, my reaction was similar to Pat Riley after Alonzo Morning got suspended. Like, like. 
Bro, you just threw away our chance at getting to the finals, you idiot. And you and like hands just like standing up against a wall, hands against the wall, head down, yes. and just like just completely just despondent. Can you do that this was again, James? My exact look. Can can you do can you handle this again? I can handle it. I was just like uh, again, dude. Like it felt you know how most you know most of wrestling, I know, in on this podcast, we can give, we can skew really negative, right? We can skew really negative. Oh yeah, we we can rip, we're ripping the bits. To, it's in the show. To, when it comes to wrestling, all of us, you know, are really at our hearts optimists. Like we see something new and, or a new guy come up to the roster, we think hopefully this dude can, you know, if if he's good enough and we think he has potential to, we th- we hope. He could become a guy that become an established star, right? Right. So, I don't think we ever like want someone to get caught up and be like, "Yeah, I hope they bury that fucker." Like, I unless it's the drifter, but you know, unless it's somebody that's not that doesn't have like the qualities of the guys that are already in front of him, right? Right. Like we're we're sort of realistic about this. So, like whenever there's a new whenever there's a new potential angle or storyline, there's always hope of hopefully this will be great. You know, and hopefully they don't mess this up. We we want it to be good. I mean, I know I'm pretty sure Brock Lesnar and and Roman Reigns will have another great match like they did at WrestleMania 31. Yep. I just thought that given the situation, they were actually going to go for. I mean, and don't get me wrong, they can still go for a heel turn, but and cut and bring them back after nine months. But at this point. It seems like we're never going to get that point. It seems like they're just still going to go with Roman Reigns as his same character that he's been the past uh, three, going on three years now. Three years and in a row. They, cor- they, they, know, they coordinated him at WrestleMania 32, and it just wasn't good enough. They're deciding to, you know what? We need to coordinate him again and again. It, it's just it, mystifying and... They, I feel like they have all these guys that are just never going to get a fair shot because of whatever bizarre fascination WWE has with Roman Reigns. Yeah, do you think that this means that we're going to get, um, that we're going to, we're almost assured now of getting some version of Braun Strowman versus either Roman Reigns or versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam now? I, I think he's got to fight Braun Strowman now. I think, I think Lesnar okay. has to fight Strowman, but. You know they've. Uh, I, I'm I'm not excited. I felt like if these guys were gonna fight, it should have been this year. You know Goldberg kind of like skewed yeah. skewed things off. I actually wrote a column that I felt like Brock and Roman should have came back together and got it over with this year. Um, but delaying it another year is like pretty much holding WWE's history up. You know, another year. It's like, wow, we, we're literally hitting a pause button until we can actually move forward. And that especially, really sucks. Yeah, especially given that Rock is, you know, by all accounts, like, barring something unforeseen happening, he's going to be the champion after WrestleMania. So if he's going to hold on to the belt for a full year, and he, I mean, they say he's going to work more dates, but come we on, don't believe that. Going, like, even if he does work more dates, he's going to work every pay per view. And is it, you know, is he actually going to be on Raw wrestling at all? Like, you know, are they just going to continue to just put him on house shows so no one can see? Like, I, 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 yeah, man, like, 
y'all, they, they wanted this part-time champ. You know, it'll make the belt feel special. No, man, it makes me forget about the belt. Like, I don't, you know, what what type of main offense are we, are we doing right now? It, it really it makes the promotion or, I mean, in this case, the brand feel, feel aimless. Like, can you imagine if there was no Universal t- Championship and, like, the belt was on Raw and SmackDown with just no belt at all? Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brock not being there is essentially the same thing. Yeah, they, you know, we're going to get those arguments from people. Oh, they can elevate the U.S. title. Like, they've only done that once, and that was because John Cena was holding the belt. And yeah, that's because, the, the, you know, the actual, you know, top guy was holding the belt. That's a little different. Yeah, like, like if Kevin I'm, Owens I'm is holding sure, the belt, like, sure. I don't know. You know, back in, was it, 88? Like, if, if Hulk Hogan... If he had held the Intercontinental belt while Macho Man had the WWF belt, I'm pretty sure the Intercontinental belt would be like would be looked at as yeah, that's the actual top belt. Mm-hmm. I mean, some I mean I understand you, 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 there ultimately it's a prop, but the title is a prop, but you know ultimately you know in a lot of cases the guy holding the prop makes the prop matter. Yep. Um. Yeah. So it's nothing's for sure for certain. A lot of things can happen. Dudes who get injured. They could have to shovel stuff around. We're not wishing injury on anybody, but hopefully they pull their heads out their ass and, you know, decide to start making intriguing, creative matchups that folks actually want to see. But, you know, if we look at the WrestleMania card this year, you know, I don't think good wrestling is really, you know, of concern um, to them. Like, you know, top quality of WWE's own standard uh, over the past, you know, two years or so like mm-hmm. i don't see a four-star match a mile away coming on this show you know unless aj styles loses his goddamn mind and I uh mean, and the or the cruiserweights get time could have a jericho and owens could have a four-star match if given time the cruiserweight match could be four stars if given time and if the crowd you know does what we think it will with those guys there uh the women's match, the women's raw title Depends match, who's in it. Uh, depending on who's in it. Like if they add uh, Nia and Dana Brooke, then no. If they just add Nia, they have a shot. They'll have a better shot if they leave Nia away and stays as a triple threat. Um, but I mean, you know, I think it, it's just weird we go into a, a WrestleMania like this and you know that there's so many matches that you're gonna have. They're gonna have to quote unquote get through with quote-unquote smoke and mirrors yep. as opposed to just being able to run it. I mean, having one of those matches like that, cool. Having two of those matches like that, less so. And then the fact that, you know, you don't know what Seth's health is going to be exactly. It, you know, it's kind of... And they sure threw that shit up in the air uh, this past week. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Jack Swagger is now gone from WWE. Uh, he is after a run of being world champion and being Cesaro's tag team partner and we, the people and the big hoss, uh, which I always, a nickname I always enjoyed, uh, swagger is out of there. Reflections on Jack Swagger. If, if you have any James, um, Jack Swagger was, I, I feel like if he was given more time to do more stuff, he could have given how good of an athlete he was given his background. I feel like he probably be, could have been better in the ring than he was as a, consistently. Uh, I, 
you know, I just I don't think he was able able to overcome the lisp thing and his talking ability. Yeah, I don't think he was able, really able to overcome it. I mean, even with you know having Dutch Mantel talk for him, it still wasn't enough. Yeah, and yeah. you know it doesn't help to have the it, it is in the future he's, we're gonna look back and be like, wow, they really in 2016 ran that gimmick. <laughs> oh like, man. Uh, I always liked Swagger. Uh, I thought he had a lot to offer as far as being like a heavyweight guy that could be a wrestler. Yeah. And I don't think they, they, they tried to take him serious at the wrong time. Obviously, he shot himself in the foot with the whole arrest thing. And it never quite mm-hmm. got back the same. But, you know, Rusev needed somebody to whoop. Okay, so if I remember correctly, the arrest was a DUI, right? <sighs> yes. And also a, a possession oh, charge. For possession weed. with the weed, yes. Outstanding. Yep. So, that, I mean, he can smoke nice all the push. weed he wants now. Huh? He can, smoke, oh, yeah. he, he can hang out with RVD. He can do, you know, however you want to get it down now. I got a question. Yeah. Did RVD ever fail any of these wellness tests? Who knows? I, I'm sure that man could beat, beat the test with his eyes closed. Well, yeah, of course. Of course, guys are beating the test for weed all the time. Like, these dudes, you know. But uh, what I'm really asking is, if there's a dude, if there are dudes, like, these drug tests are pretty much just intelligence intelligence tests. Like, how dumb are you? Right? So, I don't know. He got caught slipping. I'll leave it at that. You know, he hang up on that. Like, you know, he had a a nice run. Was he a... How long was he champion for? How long was he? Uh, I have no idea. For? No idea. I think he won it twice, maybe. I'm not sure. But uh, best wishes. You know, maybe we get him on the show. Um, so we had Monday Night Raw. Triple H and Seth Rollins are, you know, intertwined in this uh, Foley and Stephanie segment. I guess we can take it from the beginning. Talk about how awesome Mick Foley was um, yes. as, as a promo and as a character the whole night. I felt like this was the Foley show. Uh, in the beginning of the night, he was given a directive from Stephanie McMahon that he needs to fire somebody. Um, shouts out to one of the guys in our group. I can't remember his name. Of, I think it was Michael. Shouts out to Michael in the group where I thought he brought up a great point when he said he's going to fire himself. And it really felt like he was going to do that like throughout the whole night. And then all of a sudden it switched to uh, Stephanie. And he basically broke her down. So she's the one that's like kneecapping the talent. No one can grow or get better. Like, she's, like, the clear issue, and the fans are losing it, going nuts. And then, you know, uh, Triple H comes out and basically cuts Foley to shreds. Uh, called him a monkey, you know. Yeah. Which, was, the, which uh, one part I do like, or one part that, you know, got on my, you know. Everybody talks about we can't get Eleanor. No one can ever get over on Stephanie. The last person to actually get over on Stephanie was, geez, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Right? And then before that, Rousey. And then before that, Vicky Guerrero. So, like, she only gets her, she only gets come up. It's once every, you know, year or or so, right? Or 15 months. (laughs) So. To see that she got out, basically outwitted by this person that she's belittled as, you know, being incompetent and doing her job and everything. And then Triple H should basically come out there, get her back, and was like, oh, never mind that, all that stuff, like, all that, your, your fire stuff, like, yeah, I'm just going to throw your kids' livelihoods. Yes. 
And, and then, um, you know, all the time while I was watching this, I was, was just, like, looking at Triple H and Foley and thinking, like, wow, Triple H would have never gotten over if it wasn't for Mick Foley. At least two different, like, times in his career. Like, when he was stuck as a Deadwater, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, you know, King of the Ring winner. Like, he had to fight Mankind and Cactus Jack to kind of get to that next level. And then after that, when no one believed him as a main eventer, when Steve Austin wouldn't do a job for him, the guy that they put the belt on to do the job for him, Foley, and then basically legitimized him as a main eventer after that. So all that stuff kind of, you know, just ran through my mind as all that was happening. But it broke down into Foley putting the mandible claw on Triple H, which was an awesome sight to see. Um, And then all of a sudden, Seth Rollins shows up. And the best part, no, no, you're missing, you're missing two things. Oh, low blow. Triple H, I don't know what it is about when Triple H decides to, like, whenever he wears a suit, whenever he wears a suit and he has to sell, like, bro, he sells better than he even does in, like, in matches. <laughs> so, like, remember when he sold Rousey's hip toss? Yes. Do, okay, do you remember when Flip he sold, uh, what did he, what did Bree do to him during uh, the Stephanie McMahon? I think she slapped the, the shit out of him. Yeah, he bumped around like, yes. like he had he got hit. He bumped for Brie like Bella or something like, like that, right? yes. Yeah, so he does, you got that. Then he sells the medical claw as if it's 1999. <laughs> Bro, it was incredible. Like, I was, and then, you know, Stephanie, because, you know, no one can ever get over, right? Uh, the, the Ric Flair had a low blow. Uh, and it was like they're about to, you know, or Triple H is about to beat up Foley. Right. Which, which, and, and then you know, you get the rent. You know, the the Seth Rollins he comes out, get a huge pop, and you can go ahead and take it from there. Yeah, uh, Seth Rollins gets a huge pop, comes out there, drops the um, the the crutch like they uh, like he was doing a Quidditch thing, and then basically uh, hops in the ring and and slaps Triple H some skin and was his black ass, and then yeah. the crowd lose their their fucking minds for this guy, and then all of a sudden you know. He made one mistake. He left that crutch out there where, where, that, where that devious fucker Triple H could get it. So Triple H grabs a crutch, gets back in the ring, and proceeds to ruin everything they fucking built in an instant by going ahead yeah. and, and hitting him in the knee and putting him in a reverse figure four Indian death lock. Triple H is doing some mission moves and shit. I was not prepared for this. Yeah. And I can't believe that I saw Rollins be as over as he was uh, when he showed up and jumped out on Roman Reigns' ass and when he cashed in at WrestleMania 31, they finally got that moment they were looking for and what the fuck did they do, James? They threw it away. Because you know, Triple, Triple H always has to get over. Always. Oh, my always. gosh. Like, think, think of what they've done. To, like, if you look back at this storyline, think of all the stuff they've done to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is their, champ, is their hand-picked champion uh, and, then he, and he blows out his knee. He rehabs. He comes back in eight in eight months for the belt. He uh, he comes back and he's still a heel, but he's not closely affiliated with uh, the authority. Still, he comes back in his first match back, wins the title back, then gets cashed in on. Right? Yeah. Then <clears throat> he loses uh, the triple threat match to get his the, the belt he had just won back and, that he lost in like five minutes. He got cashed in on. He didn't take the pin. So yep. Ambrose takes his belt and goes to the other brand. So they make a new belt. He 
we, we skip past that part. He injures the dude that wins the belt. So they put him in the match again, and then they screw, and then the authority screws him, him, and he's chased, and then he's chasing after Triple H for literally from September or either either early September or late August to now, and Triple H doesn't even show up on TV until January. Right. And he's so, cutting triple. He's cutting promos on Triple H, and then doing like this convoluted thing, like I'm gonna whoop Chris Jericho's ass first, and then I'm gonna get right. Kevin Owens, and then I'm gonna get this guy. Right. So let's let's just skip to trip. Let's just skip past all of the all of the that winter stuff, right? Fall and winter stuff. So Triple H shows up, and he brings a new goon in, and the new goon literally blows his knees out. Yes. So he's supposed to rehab. It's a mad dash for this dude to get to WrestleMania. People don't know, and people are speculating on how you know how bad his MCO uh, tear was or whatever, and spe- making speculations on other stuff. And and so he comes back pretty much ahead of schedule. And then he, he you know he's jumping around doing stuff on the knee, and you're thinking, okay, this is okay, it's all right. Like this dude's over. He's you know he's over. He's relatively healthy, whatever. And then. They put a they they they, they break a fucking uh, crutch over his knee. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. Like I I think like you know I felt and like they they, on- they they wanted to get their beat down video package for Triple H to look strong so bad. Right, but you could do that like next week or the week after. Like he 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 never gets anything, bro. They screw. Look, he was. This whole entire time, and we'll get to AJ's, like, in a similar situation, we'll get to AJ Styles, right, about him, like, this dude is fighting over and over and over to get his belt back. I mean, obviously, it's not Seth Rollins' belt, but get the top belt back, right? Right. He gets screwed, as he gets screwed out of, uh, out of his freaking Royal Rumble spot by jobbing the Triple H's fucking interest music. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. It come for it like he can't get nothing over Triple H. He shows up the next uh the next or at NXT takeover and Triple H doesn't even like treat him like he's actually like some equal. He needs to be face to face. He sends goons out there just get just carries yeah, out the we're ring. We're having a it, disturbance out there. Can, can, can we? Yeah, just, without know? even without even like a tussle or a fight, it was just like yeah, you know, you, you, yeah, you just go yeah. Security take this dude. Get out of here, like, monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> So you get to this point, it's like all of this stuff is built up, and you get to the point where you have a legend in literal peril, not the old JR or or Michael Cole or or Jerry Lawler is getting intimidated by some monster heel, and then Jerry Lawler, when he was still allowed to bump around, or JBL now has to take an ass on his behalf, you know, or whatever, when there's actually no violence. It's literally right. this dude is down on the ground, living legend, Hall of Famer, Mick Foley. One of the one of the icons of the Attitude Era. Comfort to save. No, ain't no save. Just enough to save him, and then we're gonna put and we're gonna put you back on the shelf. Yep. Now my I thought this would have been good if they go, they let him get his little shine. The crowd loves him. He can get his, he can reap the benefits of uh, he can reap the crowd in the next week or the or the go home show. And they could have still done the same thing where Samoa Joe and him take him out, or Samoa Joe distracts him. Triple H comes in, does his thing, does his work on his knee, and then you have your story of what, what's going to happen at WrestleMania. And I mean, right. it still works. But I dare you to show up. 
How do you show the video package of this thing with Triple H and with Seth Rollins and like Seth has nothing? He he has he doesn't get anything over on his doing the whole video package. Oh, maybe it's still coming, but Seth, you know it would it would have been nice for for Rollins to come back and you know like I, I hope they're gonna they're gonna have to they're coming. gonna have to get real creative with this video. Rich, I hope it's not coming because if it's coming, that means he's gonna lose WrestleMania to fucking Triple H. Well, yeah, you know. He did lose, you know, we always joke about it, but Triple H did lose last year. And Ooh, is Rollins really going to be ready to come back full time? I could see them letting Triple H beat him. Look, but you know how it also plays in, yeah, you know, he uh, he came back, he, he had a nice little run, he wasn't like doing the same stuff he was doing before, and he got hurt, like right before it was WrestleMania time, he's brittle. Yep. Get that brittle label, and, uh, and, then the, and then there you go. That's what you are for the rest of your career. He'll meanwhile, never be a top guy ever again. Meanwhile. <laughs> right, but you but you know how they go with that, like, yes. right? Yes. Um, speaking of being a top guy the rest of your career, uh, Brock Lesnar uh, was here uh, just, just showing up, stared at the crowd, you know, for a couple minutes, got his shake, went home. Heyman did another one of his, you know, Paul Heyman promos. It was good, but, you know, I feel like we've seen them all at this point. This act is very stale. Well, I mean, what are you talking about Heyman? Yes. Well, I mean, Brock's been the same guy, I mean, more or less for, what, five years now? I mean, it was it was different when it was, I mean, at least you could say it was a little bit different when, you know, I think it's still because he's been trying to get the same guys, like the same guys over both these same fights. So like recently, like he's been, he's had what three different or two different pay-per-view feud or feuds with Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's comes back for the Royal Rumble and the same thing is over and over and over. Like there's, you know, in interactions with, you know, Seth for, for the longest interactions with Roman for the longest. I mean, that might be the reason why it feels a little stale. Yeah, and um, with the whole Goldberg thing, with the conclusion being so kind of, you know, it feels like we see it coming a mile away, the real intrigue is the next night on Raw, I feel like, with anything that has to do with Brock. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I mean... You had mentioned that you think that Brock should lose the belt on after WrestleMania, and I thought to myself, like, I want to hear this. Like, what is your what is your uh, your rationale behind that? Like, if like, all right, I think my whole thing was I thought Roman Reigns should be him the night after WrestleMania, right? If uh-huh. you know, you know, as mad as people are going to be with the whole Reigns beating Undertaker and take advantage of all that energy and everything else and. Had that man come out and say, yeah, I want Brock. Um, I want the fucking champion. I just beat the Undertaker. Um, <laughs> uh, I just beat the Undertaker, and I want the belt now and run it. Like, I don't know when the next time Brock going to be around, run it. And and just yeah, shot the world, you know, and and get, get over to coordination now. Well, I mean, that would work if he was, you know, if he was actually going to be a real deal heel. I mean, we don't really know yet, but let's say he does be Undertaker and he does do that. Why don't you just have him come out there and become the authority's ne- next guy? May as well. 
like wouldn't that wouldn't that be you know perception driving or perception storyline driving what we think is going on in reality anyway yep. wouldn't that just be meta which right. is like the best place to be when you come at the top of these storylines and make things seem real right and, and Roman Reigns being the the top babyface is just the 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 peak of unreality <laughs> I mean they they doing what they can do man uh yeah I well, I don't you know, know like if if there were if there was something you would change with Brock besides more dates, obviously, what would it be? Hmm. Brock, let's see. I think that's a good question. Um, and also better besides also actually having real matches. Like the side change mean, those two that, that, easy Yeah, no, you know that that's a big part of it. Better matches. Um, pretty much like. I think some more just destruction, like just have mm-hmm. one more guy's ass like on a regular basis. Like it doesn't have to be matches. It has to be shown up like and he's walking at backstage after you know with Heyman and someone bumps into him. Just have him destroy a guy. Just 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 different uh, shit like that. You know, like okay. So more like what happened the night after WrestleMania 31 on Raw, where he basically flips over the announce table on JBL and grabs Cole and brings him into the ring and F5s and grabs the cameraman. Yeah, not even that, like, not even to that level, like, but, like, someone just bumps into Lesnar and is like, oh, shit, you fucked up. Like, and just, like, <laughs> Lesnar just destroy him. Like, they got to reestablish. I know Brock, he ended the streak. I know... You know he's he's Brock fucking Lesnar, but but damn, give us something that, rather than him just jumping around in the ring while Heyman's cutting the same tired promo over and over again. You know what he actually needs? What? Now I think about it, he needs more of those MMA, uh, more of those UFC sit down like cut up promos that he was doing when he like when he when he was calling uh, CM Punk a fake MMA fighter. And then he was sitting down there talking about seeing if one for, if if I had never left, you would never have uh, won all these titles. Right. You you would have been my bad boy. Right. And then so, also so remember man, what he, he was doing the second one when he fought Cena the second time. He said blood, he's gonna be vomiting blood, urine, and piss or whatever. Right. We need more of those actually. Now that I think about it, we uh, ain't when, had when one of those. Yeah. When the fuck is that coming? I don't know if we'll ever even get it. Right. And those are the best things he do, he does when he does the promo things. He actually like he's in a controlling environment. He doesn't worry about the crowd. He can sit down, he get relaxed, and he, and he can go over what he's going to say over and over and over until he gets yep. it down right. And they always come out great. Like those things are always great. Well, two guys we don't have to worry about talking because both of them can do it. Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, the big boys, as we said, uh, the thick bros, as Omar uh, referred to them. Yes, <laughs> and um. What do you make of I'm referring to no other man is thick ever yeah. in life. Uh, they were teaming up with Triple um, H on the house shows. Uh, those two guys, and you know, confirming exactly what you know I hypothesized. Triple H putting these two fat dudes next to him to make himself look better. But uh, what do you make <laughs> of this partnership of, of Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens? Right? Can, can I they love just it. yes? The new heavenly bodies, brother. <laughs> the, new heavenly, the new heavenly bodies. Yeah, I, you know. I, Given that if they're going to actually do this, then, like, they need to do it for real. Like, they actually need to be a faction. Not, you know, there's not any of this. Kevin Owens is closely affiliated to Triple H and Joe and Stephanie. They need to actually, like, come out together all in the suits. Like, like basically, like, Fat Evolution. 
They should put Balor with him. That would be okay. I, w- I wouldn't dis- I would disagree. Bal- I just want to see. That man's like, always been better as a heel. That man could be the leader. I just, just want to see where we're at going into, like, the night of WrestleMania once all the guys are gone. Like, I want to see where they're at. Like, if that's what they want to do, that'd be cool. I mean, because that'd be a great angle for, for Joe. And, but I don't know. Like, that's kind of a weird thing because they normally always have, when they do these factions, they always do, like, they always have like to have only one guy be kind of like newish greenish to the to the company right at that point like i don't think i mean joe is joe is definitely a killer and they portrayed him as a killer but i don't think they've done enough with him and also the fact that i don't know what the hell he's doing in wrestlemania like if he were to win the, the battle has Royal, no match if he were to win the battle Royal, i'd be like okay this makes sense like he's a stat he's an established guy that got something along with a former wwe you know top champion you in think and Balor, I, I, I'd definitely be with it. But you think they'd go you know, like, it's almost like two unproven guys. Eh, I don't know. Unless they're gonna book them like the Shield, and I don't know. Speaking of uh, the Battle Royal, like with that, uh, with Samoa Joe possibly being there, like you think they do some like Joe Strowman type of deal? I don't think you ever want those dudes interacting. <laughs> like both monsters. I think the word, I think. One of the one of the advantages that Joe has compared to someone like Kevin Owens is the fact that Kevin Owens he's a monster hill only when he's in the NXT roster and everybody is all the baby faces are five nine five ten. <laughs> Joe is a monster hill like a Umaga type. I mean he's not necessarily as big as Umaga, but he's a monster hill and can play monster hill around pretty much anybody until you get into the Braun Strowman territory when that dude is freaking ginormous, right? Right. So. Like you might, you might kill some of them sneak at him if you see them in the ring together. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Um, like, do you remember how? Like, I, I don't know about for you, but like when I saw when Rusev was was on his killing spree back in two thousand, at the end of two thousand thirteen. Oh, that man was in, great. I'm sorry, in the fourteen, going into fifteen, and he was like taking out uh, all our big his, men. It, all our legends. Yeah, when you say that's personal job or Jack Swagger, and then he took out Big E in the red, white, and blue, and then he went up against Mark Henry, and then he took on Big Show. When he was in the ring with Big Show, he looked small. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, granted, he still won, and he still was, you know, he's still such a really, really good athlete that, you know, ultimately doesn't really matter. But, like, when you build a monster hill, you kind of need to look like a monster. Right. Like, to everybody. Um,. Speaking of, uh, no, I don't have a transition. Um, Roman Reigns wrestled Jinder <laughs> Mahal. Um, I didn't, I couldn't tell which guy had the better body. You know, Reigns keeps it covered up, and you know, Jinder's inhaling um, supplements. PEDs. Yeah, PEDs sure. supplements. And they said he has a killer diet right now. Um, I'm sure he does. James, why did he get any offense on Roman Reigns? I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know. It made no sense to me. I was flabbergasted. They had to. Um, like, it was. I don't know. They. I felt like more, they had to set that angle up, but whatever. It. It was more sh- him getting that amount of offense in, or literally any offense in, or Reigns was more shocking to me than when he laid Rusev out on the pay per view the yes. other week. I couldn't believe it. I'm telling you, they're trying to let us know. I mean, but at least Rusev, you know, he's going off into surgery. 
he's gonna be in a long hiatus. Ain't nobody gonna remember that when he comes back. Right. But Roman Reigns is gonna be here tomorrow. Like I'm gonna always remember he had this man the chin lock and snap married him and all this other shit. Like I'm gonna always remember that. That man was out there with Jinder Mahal struggling. Bruh, I mean like is Jinder the worst singles wrestler on the main roster, male male, male side? I mean, by worse, I mean kayfabe. Um, I will really have to look that up. Okay, He's him or close. Bojo? Huh? Bo Dallas is bad. Ooh, yeah. Bo Dallas is real bad. All right. Is is okay? So who's worse between Mojo Riley and your boy Jinder Mahal? Jinder Mahal, no question. I think that's sort of our answer. He's the worst guy. Yeah. And the worst guy was out here giving offense on the top guy. Where they doing that at? I don't. Okay, so that, the Undertaker's that, bell hits. That, I, I can't talk about Jinder Mahal oh, anymore. Oh wait, wait, let me let me get my joke off at least. Look, that it. Look, that wouldn't have happened on no damn Georgia Championship wrestling. <laughs> nope. You know, Bill Watts wouldn't have been having that shit. <laughs> nope, not at all. Oh man. Uh, so anyway, like during the match with Jinder, you hear the Undertaker's bell, and uh, I refuse to say the other word. Uh, you hear the Undertaker's bell, and basically Roman Reigns turns around like, oh shit, and then you think, oh my god, is Roman Reigns going to lose the music? And <laughs> is Jinder Mahal going to roll this man up? Uh, didn't turn out to be the case. He beats uh, Jinder Mahal with the uh, Superman punches. And then all of a sudden he gets on the mic and is like, basically, bring your dead ass out here. Bring your punk ass to the stage. That that old T.I. <laughs> I heard, has anybody seen The Undertaker lately? Like, <laughs> has anybody seen a Little Flip lately? Um, and basically, uh, all of a sudden, uh, Shawn Michaels shows up in the middle of Detroit. Like, like why? It was a pleasant surprise. Like, I, I popped for it. I, I did too. I was like, wow, what, what is Shawn doing here? Sean might have got the biggest pop of the night. I think he did. Nah, I don't think anybody else got a bigger pop. Brock, you think so? No, Rollins. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, it was a good, like, considering where we're at with Raw on the the three-hour scale, like, I thought it was a, you know, considering where we're at, like, this is the new normal of what Raw is since the brand split, like, I thought it was a pretty good Raw. Yeah. I actually thought this was one of the rare weeks where Raw was the better show than SmackDown. Because, I mean, I was listening to, I was catching up on some podcasts earlier today, and I was listening to uh, Chad, Chad's podcast. He had mentioned that. What up, Chad? We got to get Chad on the show one of these days. Oh, yeah, especially with, you know, WrestleMania coming up. Right. He can give us the stakes of what's going on historically. Right. Um, yeah, but he he had mentioned that. And he made a good. This made a lot of sense to me because you know I'm in the, I'm huge in the movies or whatever. And mentioned that, like the way they book Raw, Raw is basically like the dumb big summer blockbuster segment of the year where it's like from May to August. Yeah. Where you know any any Transformers, Marvel comic, super book, uh, superhero movie, um, however you know Fast twenty Fast and Furious twenty nine, <laughs> you know. And then, and then SmackDown, the way they book, because, like, you know, they don't have the star power on a week-to-week basis. They have to rely on, you know, basically, like, hitting singles. And hitting singles is, like, similar to once you get from, once you get to November to January of the year, like the, Os- like the Oscars, you know, highly acclaimed movie time of the year, where you get, like, 
a good thriller here, a good thriller there, Christmas movie here, right. um, a, 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 you know, other holiday themed movies, that sort of thing, right? So he was saying, you know, so on a week to week basis, you know, when you look at overall at what make what are the best movies of the year, it's typically always. Um, there's smaller scale, you know, and more personal stories. Right. Where on Raw, you you know, you it's boom or bust. Either you can have something great or something awful. And sometimes it, it, between segments, it can change and fluctuate. <laughs> so I thought it was a really good point he made. I, I just want to bring that to the table. Like, yeah, man, like some of this stuff. Whew, I, so like for this week, it really, to me, this is the first week I felt like, yeah, it's WrestleMania season. Because, like, right. you, know, we, you know, we've got 11 matches pretty much locked in. We pretty much have angles for most of the, for almost all the big stuff. Like, everything, like, we can already see where, like, the video packages are going in our minds of how it's going to be, look, how it's going to look. So is this the best build-up since WrestleMania 30? Um, like as far as like you know, there's a clear goal. Like I'm not I'm not talking about what they're actually booking. Like I'm talking about the angles that they're running to progress those you know matches and having stuff laid out ahead of time and a clear sense of direction from literally the moment the Royal Rumble was run. Um, I feel like okay. Like, so besides besides the Daniel Bryan stuff and. Besides the Daniel Bryan slash Evolution stuff, let's say that all ties together because it, it all honestly did. Yeah. And the Brock and Undertaker stuff, which was good. What else would you say is on the is it, what else would you say Matt, it was good from from the build up for thirty? Because I'm really drawing a blank here. Well, I know the the Shield and the Wyatt family were running it on a regular basis on television. Yeah, and they should have had a match. Yep. And but they they were doing they were setting for the Orton's or yeah, sorry for Cena. the uh, Cena stuff. Yeah, that that WrestleMania that 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 WrestleMania. You know, I always like kind of razz you about saying, man, they're gonna have more than seven matches at WrestleMania. Like that was one year they only really did that. <laughs> well, I mean, so. they normally you know like the last or at least from looking at it, you know, from WrestleMania eight on, or twenty eight <laughs> on, like they really only do. Until they decided to start doing overruns for WrestleMania 32, right. anyway, but they were normally sticking at eights because they would always, you know, have some gigantic talking segment where there was WrestleMania 30 <laughs> where Hogan comes out and then said, calls the Oh Super my Dome, god. The Super we have to talk Dome. about that, don't we? Let's save oh, yeah, that yeah, for yeah, next we, week. Let's save that. Yes. You want to save it? I mean, okay. we got to talk about bringing okay, to the fine. table yeah. also and all yeah, that yeah, okay, stuff. Fine. Okay. So yeah, let's save so, that for next week. Yeah, so. You know, when they had the WrestleMania 30, they had the, the Hulk Hogan, Austin, Rock segment, or 31, where they do the Rousey segment, or last year, where they do the, the Rock flamethrower beat up Wyatt's with John Cena segment. Like, there's always going to be something extra that you're just not expecting to take up time as far as the thing. And then you've got to throw in all the video packages, how the extra length of the, of the, of the rings for the entrances, uh... The backstage segments are three that they like to throw out there, and then the Hall of Fame uh, segment and right. the you know we're in the community and we did this for doing WrestleMania week or whatever and we, you know so that's that's why it's only eight you know typically right. eight. Um, what else do we have on on Raw? That was worth mentioning. Oh yeah, we had um yeah basically like Roman Reigns and HBK says you know. Uh, 
Right. Undertaker's going to eat you alive, and I can mm-hmm. see it in your eyes and all this other stuff. And then Roman Reigns drops. Yeah, you ain't focused. You need, you need to clean that shit up. You know, <laughs> you need to get that lined up, boy. Like, <laughs> but um, he didn't. Then Roman Reigns came out there and said it. I'm a, you know, he retired you, and I'm a retired Undertaker. Now, James, it's well known that James is an Undertaker guy. Always has been. I'm gonna just turn it over to you, man. Like when Roman Reigns says he's gonna go ahead and, and finish him. What did that make you feel? I thought, well, if if it's going to facilitate a heel turn and a run, then okay. Like I'm not, you know, at this point, Undertaker giving it, giving like the streaks over with, you know. He about to have his yard he match. Had, he hasn't, had, he's, yeah. What the hell? What the fuck? Like I said, what the fuck is a yard match, Rich? <laughs> will a it, yard will match. it involve? Will it involve the dog kennel? No. A yard, a yard match is strictly just going to be a contest between Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. That's all it is. You know, like when they said the flag match, yeah, it was it was a regular rules match, and then they did something with the flag after. Like, this is a yard match. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I'm i concerned still. Like, I, will, I mean, obviously, when it comes to Undertaker, like, you never know at this point, in this, at, at this stage of the game, like, you don't know what he's going to look like physically, like, 30, he looked like it was the end. 31, he came back looking jacked, you know, and then he had to, to run with with uh, Lesnar later in the year. And then, you know, that you hear about the hip surgery. So, it's, you know, it's always a weird thing with him. But, um, you know, I think, they, I think they can have a good match. Not a great match. I think they can have a good match, though. I mean, given, you know, given the, the sort of streak that Roman Reigns is on, like with big matches, I mean, at this point, you have to, I mean, even even the biggest Roman Reigns hater has admitted like you can you can trust him in the ring in a big big moment. Yeah, I think um, I think with these two guys, um, it, this is the ultimate test for for Roman on that stage. Uh, he had the great match with Brock last year, not so much with Triple H. Um, you could br- blame Triple H for uh, a lot of that, but it, whatever it was, it just didn't click with those two. But this and year, also the crowd was never going to have it anyway. Right. So. This year, him not being in the title match, I think that might buy him a little bit more, you know, ability to for folks to get invested in the match. Don't get it wrong. They're going to hate him. But they're going to be allowed to kind of not worry about having to go off the air and resign to the fact that Roman Reigns is going to be holding that belt in the air when none yeah. of us want to see it. Yeah, I mean, we'll save that for next year. Well, I mean, for I'm, I'm sure for a lot of people, they would rather like let's say they're actually are going to retire Undertaker, right? I feel like a lot of people would rather hit him win the belt again than Undertaker retire. Man, like maybe you know whatever, I, you know I don't think about it like this. Roman Reigns, he was only champion after he won the belt at WrestleMania 32 for like 70 something days. Right. Yeah. So. I was doing this, uh, and I was thinking about this because uh, I was listening to Chad on on the podcast, and again, he had mentioned like historically, and he's right about this. Historically, WWF slash WWE has always d- had or has norm- been known for their championship reigns for baby faces, right? Uh, not no more, bro. Bro, do you know what like what the ratio is for like since Daniel Bryan vacated the belt? 
there has there Reigns been the only babyface to win win the WWE title, right? Ambrose, but let's do oh, this. Oh yeah, forgot about let's that. Just, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Count if you're going to count system like the the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, and then once the belt got sent over to SmackDown, and then you also include um, the Universal Belt. Yeah. You count. You include like every every made every top title reign since uh-huh. since they brought vacant the belt, bro. The the uh, <laughs> the champion. In SmackDown, I'm sorry, the, the, the Hills have had have been champions for 800, I'm sorry, like 897 or 895 days. Uh-huh. And then the, the baby faces have been champions for like 274. Crazy. I, I'm, I'm going to go you know through that, my calculator you know and add this up. Sorry? So you know what that tells us? It's like, you would think, like, WWE has... So much more talent on creating heels and giving guys heel championship reigns, but they 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 they're not letting a lot of baby faces touch it. You know why? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. So yeah, it was 895 days as heel champion, heel championship reigns, and 274. Like, bro, that is ridiculous. Like, can you? I don't even know if I. I mean. I can't even say I don't even know. Like I know I would. Like if if this was going on, like this was going on when Triple H was champion, like I, I stopped watching. Like if I was younger, I would stop watching. Unless you're a big AJ Styles guy, but whatever. I mean, I, I mean, I was a big Rock and Austin guy. That didn't that didn't stop me from saying fuck this. I'm tired of Triple yeah. H being champion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They, they've they've got. They don't want anyone else to fuck around and catch fire. You know, as a babyface, they they learned that lesson. You know. That's the only thing, way I think I can say about it. All right, so okay, so since we're talking about Roman Reigns, we're going to bring up uh, the uh, what was said from JBL and Rosenberg during uh, bring it to the table. Okay, so Rosenberg asked him, "Is this a?" It, he says, "JBL, is this another is this another Cena situation uh, where half the crowd boos, half the crowd cheers?" And JBL and JBL's response was, "I hope so, because John Cena is an absolute rock star. He's perhaps the greatest draw in the history of the business, and Roman Reigns is exactly the same. I mean, he's a rock star. And you tell people that, and they say, no, no, no. People are standing up because they want to boo him, but they're standing up. So if you ask those people who say those things, okay, would you pay to see Roman Reigns get beat? And they say, oh, absolutely. Then he, then obviously he's." He's doing his job because uh, people are paying to see Roman Reigns. People want to see Roman Reigns. No, they don't. Look, people want to see Roman Reigns, but they don't want to see him any more than an AJ Styles or a Dean Ambrose or any of the other top guys, uh, like or you right. know whatever. So, my thing is like he's not John Cena. I understand that's company line that he's the next guy. They want him to be the next John Cena. He's not there yet. He's never shown anything to just suggest that he's there yet, except for in the ring. Right. And he's ahead because he's flat out ahead of John Cena in the ring at, at, at those stages in their careers. Right. And they, you know, the, the funny thing was like, you know, he's doing his job. No, he's a, he's a baby face. His job is to go out there and get cheered, you know, and make people like him. Well, I mean, he is a victim of, of shitty booking also. Like, that, like bro, like, we, t- we we love to talk about guys that we think could have, you know, potentially so planted him as the, the top guy in the company. 
and guys, I think you know if he even if they even gave half a damn um, creatively, like they put even half of the willpower and force and 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 brain brain power into a Dean Ambrose as they did Roman, then Roman, then maybe that, that would be the guy. But I think the worst booking decision they've done since we've watched is the is the 2015 Royal Rumble. Yeah, they they completely. They, He's never going to be the guy because they ruined him in that moment. Yep. He never had a chance. Yeah, they they it didn't really do him any favors, but the whole thing. Yeah, don't you pay to see Hills lose? Yeah. So yeah, and when I, when I when I thought about that, I was like, yeah, you know, Roman Reigns just like Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, think that's. Exactly. What else did you have on uh, bringing it to the table? Oh, um, since we talked about Goldberg. So, JBL had just said that, you know, Roman Reigns is a rock star. People pay to see him. Right. So, later in later on in the show, like the very next segment, actually, not even later on, just the very next segment, Roseberg asked, guys, what do we expect from Goldberg at WrestleMania? JBL's response, intensity. It's the reason he's uh, he's a sorry intensity. It's the reason at fifty that Goldberg is such a draw. Who are we going to put up against Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar beat the Undertaker. He destroyed John Cena. He beat Brock or he beat Dean Ambrose at the last WrestleMania. You had no opponent, and he recreated Goldberg. And by the way, people complain about a fifty-year-old guy coming back. That didn't have to happen during the Attitude Era when you had Stone Cold and The Rock and the Undertaker and that incredible roster, maybe one of the greatest of all time. You didn't need anybody to draw ratings. Now you're bringing some of these guys back. Uh, we have great stars, but Goldberg still draws, and until he doesn't draw, until there's some, until there's people that supplant him, he will always be welcome in WWE. They're now, never going to be allowed to supplant him. Besides that, if you say that Roman Reigns is a is a goddamn superstar and a rock star, that's just like John Cena. Him, then why in the hell is he not fighting him instead of Goldberg? Make up your mind. Which one is it? Playing both sides. So ain't nothing like that company line. It, like I, I, you know, I, I was just, I was just listening. I was like, this is incredible. He literally contradicted himself between segments, like literally three minutes apart. Trying to defend that bullshit. But he didn't have to say that. Yeah. He could have just stuck with Goldberg, the top draw. He's a uh, people love. People were so happy when they saw him back, and people wanted to see this. And you can tell by the crowd reaction that people were genuinely happy to see him win the championship. The end. You didn't have to say though. And then the part about the attitude era. You didn't need guys to come in to, to draw. That's because the guys that would have been the, at that time were in WCW. WCW killing you with the ratings, smash you over the head with the ratings every single week. For yeah. what 80, 80 some odd weeks. Correct. So yeah, there they, they, he just left a lot of that out. But um, damn, yeah, bring it to the table. They they've done it again. It wasn't as bad as the first one. Like as far as just just outrageous shit shit they were saying. It wasn't. It wasn't. But like this isn't. They they shouldn't do this. Like if if they're gonna keep doing this like this, no man, I I'm not here for it. They. They're never gonna let Rosenberg really unleash on him. Of course not. Like 
if that was, say, Brian Alvarez that was the host of that, you know how much better that show would be? Oh, my gosh. JBL yeah, and Brian, Brian Alvarez. Alvarez. It could it could be Buddy that's uh, that's co-hosting the Pressure Podcast. Uh, Conrad, yes, Conrad. Be like, you know that's bullshit, right? JBL, like. <laughs> Shout out to Conrad. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I got enough. I mean, okay, let's move on. We've, we've been talking about the top of like the Raw card yep. for a minute. Like, we still have Smack on talk about. We haven't even talked about the women in, on Raw either. Right. So. Uh, also, you know, they're giving out the Warrior Award to Eric Legrand. Um, yeah. The if you guys didn't hear, like he was a former football player, uh, really inspirational story. Uh, do you have any issue with this whole Warrior War thing? Don't... Aside from the fact that this is actually what he wanted. Yeah. I mean, once he, I mean, we said that the last year on this podcast when um, when they gave it to um, Joan London, uh, we said it the year, the original year when they gave it to uh, Connor. Uh, to Connor, yeah, to Connor. Uh, so Connor the Crusher. So, I mean, Aside I mean, the fact that every Warrior year, was probably a like terrible gonna... person. Sorry, that Warrior was absolute like terrible person, and regularly, you know, just just put these videos on the internet, just disrespecting, you know, gays and everything else. Like he's just as bad as far as Hogan with all that stuff. I mean, he may be even worse, but I, right. I, I mean, like there are people in the business that, that still will ride for Hogan. Like there was next to nobody that was, that from what I can tell that would ever ride for, that was riding for a warrior. Like that man was isolated. Right. Um, but yeah, I, what I will say is this, right? We had this conversation every year. It's never going to change. Ultimately, this is not what he wanted, but you know, they made a better, they, for their PR, they've, they've made a better use of it. Yeah. Anyway, on to the A show. He, also, can you imagine if they actually had the Warrior War be what it was, and then all of a sudden, like, can you imagine, like, when they bring up Kevin Dunn and they boo the shit out of him? Oh, my God. No like, way, so, no way. That man would refuse. No way. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like, so, like, you already have people, you know, kind of going off book and going rogue during these Hall of Fame things anyway, so why give them more ammunition? Like, let's say Bill DeMont was still working there. Oh shit! They would have booted shot of Hugh Morris. Oh shit! I know I would have. I mean, so might as well leave it alone. Um, we had AJ Styles basically welcome Shane's ass to the jump zone. You know, we need yeah. we need some type of song for the jump zone, or some some type of he intro music or something for the he, jump zone. You should you should just play he should just play jump jump. You know, welcome to the jump zone. Um, okay. Yeah. So 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 what do you got on this, James? Okay, so <sighs> all right. So I, I mean I'm not gonna say anything that J, that that John that I'm sorry, that AJ Styles didn't already say during his promo before he beat the hell out of uh or I'm gonna call him Seth out of out of Shane. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna his go excellent through promo. quickly quickly like cherry pick what, what Styles said in his promo. He said, I'm sick of being messed with by Daniel Bryan and, and McMahon. Uh, you would think the greatest superstar in WWE would have the red carpet rolled out for him so I can walk that out on the way to the main event of WrestleMania. But that's not what happened. They, I had to jump through hoops. You think Cena uh, jumped through any hoops like a circus monkey? No, he called up Daniel Bryan. He said, yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, I lost Cena, but I admit it. I learned to live with it. Um, 
I accepted my re I expected my rematch for the championship, but what did I get? A triple threat match that I didn't get beat in, that I didn't lose. Did I get my rematch? Nope. I got the elimination chamber match to follow their superstar. But wait, there's more. You see, there was a battle row where I clearly won, but there was some controversy. So Luke Harper and I had a match where I beat him one, two, three in this ring. But what happens? Randy Orton burns down Bray Wyatt's house and doesn't get arrested. He doesn't go to jail. He goes to the main event of WrestleMania. Amazing. Anyone who, any, he goes on to say, anyone who knows his business knows AJ Styles had the best 2016. I put SmackDown live on the map. I'm the reason you're busting the seats. I'm the reason your eyes are glued to the TV set. I'm the reason everyone subscribes to WWE Network. And what do I get? I don't even have a match at WrestleMania. So you tell me, what is the greatest uh, ever superstar in WWE uh, ha have to do to get a match? So that's when I took a stand. He said, I could have slapped, slapped Daniel Bryan in the mouth, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to holler at Shane about my career, if, if I even have one. I thought, that's perfect. That's perfect. He still explained it. They've been, like I said, with They've Seth. They've been fucking, about, it was had, an elaborate fuck job. Yes, like I've been saying with Seth. He's been, he been chasing through hoops for months. Ever since ever since AJ Styles lost his butt in Royal Rumble, he's been going through hoops trying to get his belt back, and he's never got a fair opportunity to add the belt. I don't know what they plan on doing, but WrestleMania, he's, get, like, he's getting cheered, and Shane's getting booed. Booed badly. Yep. Like, I don't understand how they, you know, they tried to, like, foolproof it by saying, yeah, Shane always supported AJ Styles, you know, and all that stuff. Like, nah, man, that's not how it is about to go. As I mentioned before, Styles, in this situation, is literally fighting the WWE for us. Like, we, the, the storyline is that this is bullshit, you know? Right. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. They can try and play the whole uh, Shane was on Seps, or sorry, Shane was on AJ's side. So, but why did he restart that match? Bingo. Why did he restart the Luke Harper match? Literally the week, literally going into the Luke Harper match for number one contendership, they said because there was an indisputable angle over who Referee's won or whose feet touched the floor first, they said the ref's decisions are final. So lo and behold, an hour and a, an hour and forty minutes later, Shane or sorry, Shane comes out and nullifies the ref's decision. Like, this should have been, like, Shane McMahon showing, like, weird tendencies towards AJ Styles over the months to set this up a little bit better. And then all of a sudden, you know, doing, like, some type of double turn, like, and bringing Shane, like, by the time he walks in there, he'll be a full-blown heel. Like, yes, I've, I've, I've come back, like, I'm just like the rest of my family. Like, like y'all thought I was, you know, whoever. You know, y'all brought me back and, you know, y'all suckers bow down to me and all this other stuff. But, you know, I'm here. I'm about this money. I always have been. Here comes the money. It's my theme song. Oh, and, my God. And, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing for the brand. You know, and it, it didn't need to be AJ Styles. Like, and then, like, you know, you swap him from there and Styles becomes a face off of that shit. This is what I'll say. I don't think in the long term it's a smart idea to have Shane be a heel. Um, but I do think there's something to him, you know, basically being a, a you know, a guy that a guy that has a backbone and will stick up for himself for at least one night. He can play heel for a night and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, because ultimately after this feud, Nobody's going to be booing Shane McMahon come SmackDown on Tuesday, uh, the Tuesday after WrestleMania. Unless he wins. 
Well, yeah, but you know, they, <laughs> you know, if they do something that stupid, then everybody deserves to be booed, right? They deserve to cancel um, company. <laughs> so, for I, this know, shit, I think this is a, I think this is a good, you know, given how this is gonna, this is going so far. Like, if this is a, indeed a face turn for AJ, and people think, and they're saying that, you know, besides speculation that and rumors that he is going to end up on Raw as a babyface. Then this is a good this is a good turn. I mean, because there's no really nobody else for him to fight now. Yeah. On on the top end, unless he's going to start fighting Bray Wyatt, like, well, Bray Wyatt's a heel, but right. like, it seems like they're trying to delay the Randy Orton thing for whatever reason. So if they're going to do that, then like you might as well turn him face him, fight Bray. Right. And or another heel, like maybe have him go out there and try and get over Corbin as a heel. They could. Uh, they better not fuck around and let AJ lose, though. <laughs> the Baron Corbin, <laughs> like, I'll throw a shoe at a TV. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. and, oh, and the last oh, shoe I threw was during the 2004 NBA Finals. Like, <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, so the Styles promo thinking about how that man basically got gaslighted by, by his own, like, booker, yep. by his own promoter. Like, it made me think of one of my favorite promos of all time. Would you would you like me to share the promo with you? Yeah, go ahead. I, I think I know where you're going with this. Okay. Frustrated isn't the goddamn yep. word. <laughs> bullshit. You screwed me. Everybody screws me. Nobody has a goddamn thing about it. Nobody in the building cares. Nobody in the dress room cares. So much goddamn injustice around here. I've had it to hear. Everybody knows it. I know it. Everybody knows it. I should be the World Fe- uh, Wrestling Federation champion. Everyone keeps turning a blind eye. You keep turning a blind eye to it. Gorilla Monsoon, he turns a blind eye to it. Everybody in that goddamn dressing room knows how the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And if you don't like it, tough shit. Tough shit, yes. Yes, I, I knew exactly where you were going with that. Um, I, I think it's really, so I think it's really interesting how they're, they're coming out with this, you know, Styles is the best of his generation, like, type stuff, and everything else that they're doing with it. Like, they're, like, openly acknowledging that on air now. And it's like, I mean, what else can you really do? I mean, why would you deny that sort of thing? Like, remember when, when after the whole, you know, after Hogan leaves, yep. and like the beginning of Raw, and like everything about Bret Hart is, when he was a champion, he's a babyface champion after he had won, won it from Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10, was like, Bret Hart is the greatest scientific wrestler of all time and all that yep. stuff, and putting it over. And then, like, when Sean became the guy, Sean is, like, the greatest the most charismatic, in, in, yeah, in, all that stuff. in the ring, you know, mo- you know, the most most resilient, all that stuff. I mean, Daniel Bryan's gone. Seth's on the other. Seth has these knee injuries. Cesaro don't get to shine like he does. Yeah. You might as well put him over as that guy. I mean, even, you know, even if you want to say Okada or Omega or, you know, or or uh, Naito. It, it is Kenny Omega, but whatever. He's not here yet. If you if you if you want to say any of that stuff, that's cool. But like AJ from the critical acclaim, all these news legend stuff, like he, he has the awards that he can. He, he's in a discussion, so yeah. you might as well. Yeah. You might as well back your guy. Yeah. If he's the only one you got. Like if you're if you're you no know, now if you're New Japan, you can't be saying that one of your guys because. You fuck around and you have Tanahashi ready to ready to fucking retire on you because he's upset about what you said, right? <laughs> right. And you imagine you'd be like, yeah, you know, Okada is going to be the greatest of all time, and like, and then all of a sudden, Tanahashi's like, wait, what? 
<laughs> Naito's like, hold on, bro, what? Like, I'm out here drawing money, like, <laughs> and, like I, I got, and I'm, I'm a fucking genius, like, about, bro. <laughs> yeah, so you know, like, if that's the only one they got, you might as well, you might as well, just you ride know, with it. Might as well put them over. Might as well put them over. Oh, if only they put them over uh, in the main event of WrestleMania, it would be great. Um, <laughs> the match is official. Shane Bamber's AJ Styles. I hope, uh, you know, it is some type of hardcore match where AJ Styles opens up the biggest can of whoop-ass since Austin. I mean, I think I think that this is looking like a, some type of street fight type deal. I mean, because you're also talking about the whole, like, if he's going to end up on Raw, then you could do a, basically a, a quote-unquote trade with the guys that are fired. Yep. So you can have Seth Rollins end up on SmackDown, and you have... Uh, AJ ended up on Raw by virtue of the McMahon brother-in-laws, you know, firing their. I'll top take guys. your problem, and you take take mine, or whatever. Yeah. And also the, um, you know, I was I was wishing for a false count anywhere, you know, so uh, Shane Man could could get pinned out there on OBT, you know, the Orange Blossom Trail, you know, International <laughs> Drive, He's you know, stupid. Disneyland, you know, oh, beat wow. that man around the city, you know. Bring him to the Amway. <laughs> wow. Bring him to Church Street. With the haunted <laughs> with the haunted houses. You know. Oh my god. So you just having that look, you just having that man to get like first off, the stadium ain't even that close to downtown. You talking about Church Street and Orange Blossom, that's all downtown out by like Amway. Yep. So I know this too, this is some insider shit, but like you having a man beat that man literally for miles. Yes. For miles. For miles. miles of ass whippings out here, you know, for for, for, for shame of man. You know, they gonna make this worth it, goddammit. They they wow. might as well go all the way with it. Um, okay then. James Bray Bray Wyatt. Shit. <clears throat> Okay, uh, when I I didn't watch the show live, I watched it like right after everyone, so I wasn't following our live uh, comment thread. I only see Bray Wyatt. It, why is Bray Wyatt in blackface? And I just like assume the worst, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? It, I watched Wait, it. You told when I said that. Yes, and I was I'm like, like no, Bray Wyatt, that's blackface. That's bullshit. Yes. Okay, so what kind of world champion is this, James? He hasn't been know. seen on TV for you know, weeks. Yeah, you know, you know what I finally realized what Bray Wyatt is. Bray Wyatt is the, is like the jerk of a kid that, like, when you're five years old, that you play that you play games with, right? When you're five as well, and like y'all are pl- basically play fighting with using your imagination of all the magical powers you got, and then like you outsmart him by saying like, "Yeah, you know, I got you with this," and he goes, "Wait, no, you didn't." <laughs> I, he's like. Yeah, you know, I killed you with the magic potion. He's like, no, I like no, I drank the magic, uh, I drank the magic pet abysmal, so I don't, so my bot, my blood, like, is pure to that or whatever. Like, bro, he burns down the house because because the the remain the remains of his sister have magical powers that are bestowed upon uh, Bray Wyatt. Yes, Bray Wyatt comes to the to, comes to the burnt down remains in the rubble of the, of the of the shack, and he says, "You know what? I 
you know, my sister still, even from, even from, you know, the, the burning that you did, still gave me my powers. Now I'm even stronger than ever. I'm like, it, ain't this a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, 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 you didn't beat me. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, no, but, you didn't. But but, like, but, but back to the blackfish, James. No, hold on. Hold on. Another another issue. Another. Uh, I, I really don't want to talk about blackfish. I'm trying to get anything to just like not talking about that. I'm trying to just completely like as, as like completely just uh, move around that. But yeah, like it's almost like the kid. Like remember when you played tag and the person and people used to lie about. No, I'm not it. I didn't get tagged. When yeah, I, 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 I clearly got you. tagged you. What were you talking about? Yeah. Ray White is like, no, I'm not it. I refuse. Hey, man, but what about this blackface? Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to talk about black so, blackface so much, you talk about it. Oh, my I God. I want your take. Okay. Why do I always have to start these takes on, ra- on race and racism? You start the take. All right, man. Yeah, seeing as how I, I get say it's still the business on Twitter uh, this week. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so. Yeah, you give us a racial scholar. Yes, um. As as you know, you guys might imagine, blackface is very bad. <laughs> Anything that looks like blackface, you know, I you know there there have been problems over over the last couple of years with uh, folks on college campuses popping up, you know, dressed like in blackface, and they're like, you know, we didn't know it was a problem, you know, we're you know we're just having fun, and it's just like a major eye opener thinking back to the times where they couldn't cast black people and things. So they, uh, you know, put, you know, white performers in blackface with the, the paint or kind of oil and something like just, just really dark, you know? And when I saw Bray Wyatt with that stuff, it just like, even if it, it wasn't in their ashes, it's symbolic and all that stuff. It's like, what did y'all think this was going to look like? All right. But here's the thing for me, right? So I'll, I'll hop in now. So when you talk about um, when white actors in the past, when they did not let black uh, black people uh, get on stage and perform, um, besides them dressing up in this, in this, like besides them dressing up and putting on these gigantic, these, like put gigantic red lipsticks to make their lips look bigger, yeah. and and also the uh, the the black paint on their skin or whatever, black oil, whatever. Uh, what they would always do is also they would also when they were acting they would portray in these movie or these uh plays or whatever like all of these all of the black people that they're playing are as dumb cowards right so right. but moving forward like even with even with the the ash thing if you want to say oh well you know it's ash blah 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 it's not blackface I would suggest you take a, you you know you get grab your phone and go on a Google search of Netherlands Christmas Peter. Uh huh. Right. Like in the Netherlands, there is a uh, they Santa has a helper named Black Pete, and he's black because he comes down the chimney in soot. And in other origin stories, he's actually was a freed slave that is friends with Santa. In other stories, he's also Santa's. Uh, slave or, or servant or man, boy servant. So, yeah. like, nah, the, the ass shit ain't flying. I'm not hearing it. It's blackface, period. Yeah. It I mean, is. Not, like, now, if you can live with, you know, if you can live with, with the blackface, that's, that says more about you than it does with me. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I, yeah. Let's just hope that they, 
get get uh, out of the hokiness. Uh, some people are here for it with all the hokiness and all that, but Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, this is a hell of a reason not to have AJ Styles as world champion, isn't it? And and they waited, and it literally they couldn't even they couldn't even wait a month after uh, Black History Month to do this shit. <laughs> oh man, they, bro! So you're gonna tell me that the Black History Month they couldn't wait two weeks? Your, your your fucking champion uh, put on blackface, and then like two weeks after that, you finna bring back old racist ass Hulk Hogan? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, we, we, I see. We, we, we're getting there. Uh, we're we're gonna have full Hulk Hogan coverage next week. Uh, I, I feel like we're gonna go on a. It's gonna be a nice uh, twenty minute segment on that, and just everything surrounding it. Um, let's see. Hey, what man, we're already like we're already like an hour and twenty in or something like that, maybe a little less. But like, I mean, we haven't even talked to the woman. I mean, I guess we can save it all for next week because I don't. I mean, I don't know how eventful next week's episode episodes of uh, Raw and Smackdown are gonna be. So we might as well save some stuff. Right, uh, Cena, Nikki, Maurice, uh, and, and Miz. Oh, great segment! Great segment. Uh, they every all four of them got their rocks off like verbally. Yeah. And great segment, great segment. Even though I don't know what the fuck Maurice or Nikki are talking about, they both sound like liars. Correct. Uh, when Nikki did that stuff, I I quoted on our post. I was like, she acts like we're supposed to know what she's talking about. Now. I like to yeah, consider like myself plugged like in, but even if like, if I'm searching for answers, I know the average motherfucker is searching for answers with this. Yeah, and also like they're talking basically like like, like where was all this beef I mean, a few months ago? Huh? If it's that yeah, yeah. if it's that real, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. That's a really good point. It was, it was just you know it it was just like very 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 like petty, whatever. I mean, it was entertaining as hell, so, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Nikki doing some of the best work of her career. Yeah. I hope she sticks around, but, you know, there's always rumors that she's going to be laying it down soon. So Like, this run, since she's came back to now, like, this is, like, the best she's ever been on the mic, like, as a total package, you know, package, pun uh, not included, but yeah. like, this is, like, the best she's been, like, as a wrestler at, as a whole. Yeah, uh, who would have thought? Uh, I, I really enjoyed her heel run when she first turned on um, Brie. Uh, and then her title reign just went on, like, way, 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 way too long. But um, I thought she was a good champion there for the most part. But, yeah, top to bottom, like, she's, like, once they started doing, like, this reality stuff with her, is she's really been the perfect target for, she's, she's the, the literal genesis of the jump zone. You know, on this podcast, yeah. so yes. you know, it, once once you can, you know, get like a phrase, you know, inspired by you, you kind of did something good. Yeah. So. And I mean, like all these, you know, like we joke about like the jump zone and how like she keeps keep her head on swivel, she keeps getting beat up. Like, given where her st- her status is, you know, with the company, like her doing that. Getting beat on week after week after week is like actually got the other girls over. Like, I don't know what Carmella would have done. Like, what? she's doing this Ellsworth shit, but like, she's this has helped her stay afloat. Like, the Natty thing, like, my God, like, Natty's like, I never would have thought Natty could have done any of this stuff if not for, um, if not for Nikki, like, letting it happen or agreeing to doing this stuff with her. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, it, I never would have thought she got she'd be like an actual mean, good heel character. I just thought like, uh, I mean, she's 
yeah, she's playing heel, but like everybody, everybody loves Natty. Right. Uh, any concern? Natty, I heard telling you, yeah, you know, I, you know, I could take my man, I could take your man for you if I wanted to. <laughs> that shit was great. Uh, uh, John is going to leave you. You are going to die alone. Yes. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, with Cena, like, kind of wrapping up at WrestleMania, saying he's going to be finished. Um, any concern for Miz here? Like, uh, like what's he going to be doing next? Like, he's got to be, like, circling and looking at the WWE Championship soon, right? There is money in the bank, I believe, coming that might be on SmackDown. Like, I feel like he's got to be somebody that folks have to be watching out for. Um, I mean, there's still opportunity for... There's still opportunity until, you know, the next draft or whatever for, you know, let's say a AJ Styles Miz feud. There's still opportunity for that. Yep. Like, in fact, I imagine if John Cena's going to leave and they're going to turn AJ Hill, who who would who would it or be face. besides uh, besides the Miz for him to fight? I mean, you can say Bray Wyatt, but I think Bray Wyatt and Order are going to continue their feud for a minute. So, like, if you need a second, you know, Big thing for the for the SmackDown card to carry uh, the show. That looks like a no brainer almost. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you want to get into anything else uh, before we jump out here this week. But oh, um, I got some. We'll, we'll just do it now. But like, yeah, you know, the the women, the Raw Women's Tag or the Raw Women's Title Match. Dana Brooke. Um, it's yeah, it's well. I mean, yeah, Dana Brooke, yay for her. She got a little moment. Uh, obviously, a little moment. I'm belittling her, but like, she got her moment. I don't know how you know people actually like. They just wanted to see Charlotte get get some, as opposed to actually give a damn about how bad she's been treated. Um, or Dana Brooke by by Charlotte. So I don't know. We'll see. I I think it's going to be a lot of, oh yeah, she's. Oh yeah, we don't really care. Like I mean, we'll see. Maybe they do the Emma and Dana thing again. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I brought up the women because I wanted to talk about bringing to the table in, uh, JBL again. Uh, so Rosenberg asked on, on bring it to the table. Is, is there a possibility that it was too much too soon for Bailey for so long? NXT was like, will she ever do it? Will she ever do it? Will she ever do it? And then she gets to raw and she sort of is getting everything right away. JBL goes, yeah. Yeah, maybe it is, and maybe it's the Daniel Bryan syndrome. Look, everybody said Daniel Bryan was being kept down by the company, right? Uh, that's why, he, right, and that's why he had five segments every week on Raw, and he was one of the main events of WrestleMania. But then, all of a sudden, Daniel Bryan climbs the summit. Now, all of a sudden, he's not just a flannel shirt-wearing mountain hermit that everybody has pushed down from WWE management. Now, all of a sudden, he's the world champion. He's married to the equivalent of a supermodel, one of the hottest women in the world. And all of a sudden, now, what is there to cheer for in the underdog? Same thing now with Bailey. Right now, Bailey has won. She's won by cheating. One, one in the world is, uh, what in the world is there in Bailey to be, uh, to love right now? That's, that's what he said. That whole Daniel Bryan thing is absolute bullshit because that man's over to this day. Um, <laughs> well, it's bullshit for another reason. The company absolutely wants Bailey in that spot and to succeed. Correct. They, they didn't, didn't want. want. 
They didn't want Daniel Bryan in that spot at all, and that was the reason why the fans drove or were losing their minds for Daniel Bryan because he clearly does. He clearly was the top guy, the, the top or should have been the top guy, and the company was doing everything in their power to avoid doing it. Yep. And the crowd, and the crowd literally forced them to force their hand. So I was sitting there listening. I'm like, huh? Yeah. More JBL bullshit. Uh, they clearly want to take that that organic blueprint uh, from Dale Bryan and apply it to Bailey and um, and Sami Zayn. No, they don't care about Sami Zayn. No, they they're look. They they think if they they think like okay, we can. I, I said this him. like a couple months ago. I was like, I feel like Sami Zayn should have been in the position to headline next year's WrestleMania. Could have been. I mean, he's so freaking good. He's bro. Nobody is anybody better at getting sympathy, sympathy than he is right now. Like, bro, like, if getting, you need your monster to get over, put him in there with Zane. Right, right. So, I, I would. The, the thing with Bailey is, um, that was completely not organic. All this stuff was orchestrated, and then like, you know, they they made these really weird decisions lately. But like, the whole plan was to get her to be vulnerable and do all this stuff, and she came off as cheesy. Yeah. As opposed to as opposed to Ernest, like Daniel Bryan was, you know, I mean, if you want Ernest and and heart from Daniel Bryan, I suggest you go look at his retirement speech, right? right? So, like, it's completely different. It's completely different. Like, and all the Daniel Bryan stuff, it, it, I mean, it all sort of happened. I don't know. We're like, they didn't think, oh yeah, if we if we beat this dude in eighteen seconds in the opening match of WrestleMania twenty eight. No, he'll be all of a sudden two years later be the biggest fucking thing since Austin or Rock. As far as uh, crowd reaction, excessive basis, like no, nah, that was not the plan at all. Yeah, and and the more that they come out here and try to lie about this shit over time, we here on One Nation Radio will check their ass every single time uh, to <laughs> to not allow them to perpetrate this bullshit that they try to speed into their narrative because we all we 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 were all there you know i know we everyone knows as as uh, yeah. the president of this country would say you know wow um uh, they yeah man i i don't know what part pissed me off the bailey part or the Daniel bryan part like even more because i feel like i've i kind of been out ahead on this thing like saying why like my issues with with the whole bailey character is just it's too blatantly designed uh, for you know that underdog reaction where it looks like we see you trying to trip us, motherfucker. Like like I see the foot out in front of me that you're trying to, that you're trying to make me fall on. Like no man. Like and with her, like the the best story is always going to be the long one, and they went ahead and sped it all up. So. And that the has to do with a, a variety is, of factors. Like they don't have anybody else to wrestle. Like right, so right. So the, the, the thing for me was it was supposed to be Bailey was supposed to overcome all, all these obstacles of adversity to eventually become to, to get there. And Rosenberg asking that question is it too much too soon? He's absolutely right. This she should not have won the title on her on a raw like literally what eight week or seven weeks before WrestleMania. She right. should have won at WrestleMania. Like I'm almost at the earliest. I'm I'm almost at a point now where like I'm I, like I'm my head may explode when this happens, but like I'm almost expecting like Charlotte to win the title back at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, I, I don't see why you wouldn't. Like either that or like 
I don't know, Sasha beats Charlotte, and then all of a sudden, Bailey's kind of left out in the cold, and it's like, maybe that's how they, they get this thing underway? Like, wow, <laughs> I never lost, but I want a rematch, and then Sasha's like, rematch? What do you mean? Like, I'm the champion now. We don't we don't need to have a rematch. We're friends, remember? The thing for me is, if, Sha- if Sasha wins at WrestleMania, it almost feels like, oh yeah, we did fuck up last year by not having her win. <laughs> oh man yeah ju- just so they could end that pay-per-view streak uh, yeah uh, maybe that's why they, they ended the pay-per-view streak that maybe Sasha's winning at Wrestlemania I think they broke the, I think they broke the streak so that like she so that Charlotte could ultimately have something to have something like she lost the streak but she's gonna win the title back uh-huh so then she's what I think that make her a five time champion or four time champion. Uh huh. Five time yeah. champion. Five time champion. Yeah. Anyway, Unbelievable. Yeah. That's all. That's all I have. <laughs> uh, but that's gonna wrap up the show. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys check out uh, the Wrestling Square Circle on Facebook. Uh, lots of good discussion going into WrestleMania. If you are going to WrestleMania uh, and you're going to be there the Saturday before and also the Sunday, uh, if you're you try, if you're listening, like we're definitely down to do some type of meet and greet and hang out, or you know, pop a couple, couple, couple of Steve Weisers open and uh, and and do that whole deal uh, and, and get this Stone Cold Challenge popped off. But uh, yeah, so just hit us up. I ain't, I'm, I ain't got nothing. I'm not drinking no cores. Like I, 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 I you know, we, we'll like, get some Bud you, Light. You get some, if you get some a Bud Lightning or a Heineken or something like that, yeah, we can do that. I, I ain't doing. I ain't doing. Look, if there's mountains on the beer, I'm not drinking it. <laughs> oh, on that note, <laughs> we are getting out of here. Uh, peace <laughs> later. <laughs>